right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 93 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And we've got an awesome show for you tonight. Uh, this is not working properly for me. Sorry, we're running. I'm, it's ridiculous. I'm running into uh, issues with every little thing tonight and just nothing wants to cooperate. But that's OK. We will get through it. Uh, f- for those of you only listening, you're not gonna, you don't realize this, but we started a little late tonight because we're running into some issues with the live feed, uh, which hopefully has been worked out. We'll see how that goes. So, so apologies uh, if you hear me kind of cursing at the, <laughs> the the camera over here. Uh, so. Let's get into it with some social plugs. You can follow us before episodes, during episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please. And there are multiple ways to do that. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. Uh, follow us at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. That's our official Go Tell It to the Wall Twitter account. And of course, you can follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. You're going to get all kinds of great nuggets of common sense throughout your weekly. Uh, social platform perusing and of course we are currently live on Facebook as long as the internet wants to cooperate with us head on over to facebook.com slash go tell to the wall like our page check back often for updates I've mentioned it before we actually have admins on there that keep things in line as opposed to Twitter which is basically me just mashing on a keyboard and not understanding what the heck's going on but definitely still follow our Twitter account <laughs> I, I'm, I'm making that sound worse than it actually is but Facebook is kind of an all-encompassing social platform for a lot of information that comes out regarding go tell to the wall whether it be the podcast the YouTube channel the website uh, all those good things and speaking of YouTube channel make sure you head on over to YouTube search go tell to the wall subscribe to our page you're going to find our beer reviews as well as clips from all of our episodes and full episodes, the live feeds from Facebook actually get posted on to YouTube. So if you're someone that only listens to the audio portion, which is the majority of our audience, but you want to put a face to the name, uh, whatever it might be, head on over to YouTube. Like I said, search, go tell to the wall, subscribe, uh, and check out our videos, share the videos, do all of the good things that you can do on YouTube. Uh, all right. One more most importantly, and all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark it, check back off, and there's actually links to take you to all those things that I just mentioned. So if you remember none of the social plugs that I just gave you, just remember SeanO'RourkeLive.com, and you'll be able to link straight to YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. You will also find a link to our Patreon page on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. If you have the means and you see fit to do so, please support us financially. You can support us with a dollar. You can support us with $5. You can support us with $50. Whatever you, you have the means to do, please do so uh, so you can keep this studio running. You can keep us bringing guests in. You can keep Bridget happy who just joined the live feed uh, because she wants to make sure we get as many patrons as possible on our Patreon campaign. Bridget, we're running into like serious issues with the live feed here uh so I, just keep an eye let me know if it starts getting wonky and I'll, I'll i'll make sure i'm keeping an eye on that as well uh we actually that's why we're so late tonight Br- i didn't even tell bridget we were running late because i was like running around trying to get through all this stuff uh oh my gosh where was i uh but the patreon please help us out if you have the means and you see fit to do so and of course beer this week beer this week super excited about this one i feel like i do say that a lot but this one i'm real excited about it is a super super local brew uh, from angel city brewery it is their ipa 
That's right, they're IPA and Angel City Brewery. If you couldn't figure it out from the name, they are a local Los Angeles craft brewery. Super big fan of theirs. They have a lot of tasty brews. And I will tell you, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure you check them out. Uh, they have their brewery, which uh, includes a tasting room and all that good stuff, uh, right there in the Arts District in Los Angeles. So check them out. I've joked with people that the Arts District is soon going to have to be called the Arts and Brewery District. There's quite a few breweries that are popping up down there. One of them being... Uh, one of them being an actual, uh, oh my gosh, one of them being Angel City Brewery, uh, as well as uh, some others down there. There's uh, that Boom Boomtown Brewery or whatever, and there's another one that I'm blanking on the name of, and I just can't remember it. I believe it starts with a T, uh, and now I'm getting Facebook messages. I'm going to tell everyone right now, I think I just saw a Facebook message come across. I have not started another... Uh, <laughs> I haven't started another Facebook account, but also keep in mind that as much as I say the one and only Sean O'Rourke, there's a lot of other Sean O'Rourke's out there. <laughs> there are quite a few. In fact, there are many that are much more famous than than I am. Uh, yeah, see, I'm wondering, Bridget, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to keep up. It, it's internet issues. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully the live feed is going to, uh, to, to cooperate with us here for the rest of the evening. Uh, anyway. So check out Angel City Brewery if you're in the L.A. area. Check them out. They probably have a pretty wide uh, distribution, I would think, because they are getting pretty big, and it's a super tasty, super smooth uh, IPA. In fact, I would even hand one of these to our, our honor producer, Chris, who is not a fan of IPAs, uh, but I think he would enjoy this one but uh, because it is so uh, so smooth. So, so check them out. Check out Angel City Brewery. That's right. All right, now that we're still, I'm still like all flustered from our ridiculous uh, technical difficulties here. And it's, it, like the GoPro's not, and nothing wants to function right today. I feel like the machines are against me today, but it's fine. It's fine. We will persist and we will get through. Uh, all right, moving on to some social trends happening right now. Hashtag National Pet Day. That's right. Today is hashtag National Pet Day. I'm not even going to share any particular ones with you. I'm just going to tell you if you're interested in it. Uh, head on over to Twitter or any social platform, really. Uh, search hashtag National Pet Day, and you're basically just going to find a bunch of cute pictures of pets. So if you're into that kind of thing, not that it's hard to find cute pictures of pets on any social platform, but if you want to see some cute pets, that would be the hashtag to search, especially right now, with it being actual National Pet Day. Unfortunately, I don't have any pet photos to share. Not Well, I, I probably do. I've had pets, but uh, unfortunately... Uh, my wife and I and my daughter don't have any, don't currently have any pets. I've, I'm pushing it off as much as possible because my daughter's two, and I'm like, no, I, I got enough to deal with as it is. I don't need to uh, to to add another, add a pet to that at this point, especially not a dog. I, I love dogs, nothing against them. It's just, like, I'm like, you want to get a pet? Let's get a fish. Let's get a fish for now. They're easy maintenance and stuff. Uh, but one day there will be another pet running around the O'Rourke household. I, I am confident of that. Hi, Josh. How's it going? We're run, we're having some technical difficulties on the live feed, so so hopefully, like I said, it cooperates. Um, for anyone that's gonna that's joining the li the live feed after I have uh, have pointed that out. All right, another hashtag that's going around that's going around social platforms right now, trending right now, uh, is one that I would encourage you to to check out, and that's hashtag How I Want G O T to End. That's right, hashtag How I Want G O T to End. That G O T, of course, stands for Game of Thrones. That's right, Game of Thrones. These are people sharing not necessarily their theories, uh, but how they actually want it to end. How they actually want it to end. In fact, uh, this guy, at Mind of Jeffrey. Ooh, that's kind of a clever. Sometimes there is a clever Twitter name on there. Uh, again, at Mind of Jeffrey says, 
Arya Stark sitting on top of the Iron Throne, how I want GOT to end. I think a lot of people can get behind that one. I will tell you something right now. Hey, Chris, uh, I don't have a clever thing to say, but all I will tell you regarding Game of Thrones is if Bronn doesn't get his castle, I am going to be extremely upset. I don't care how anything else plays out. The, the Night King can win. I, even if he wins, Bronn better get his freaking castle, otherwise I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be upset. I, that's all I want is just Bronn getting his castle. Uh, and I'm going to take this moment, even though we're not in TV, film, and books, I want everyone to listen closely right now. Okay, Game of Thrones Season 8 is premiering on Sunday on HBO. And I get it. Everyone's going to watch it as soon as possible. In fact, I would have given the opportunity. I would watch it as soon as possible. But keep in mind, wall fans, common sensors, use common sense and know that not everyone is able to watch Game of Thrones right when it comes out, right when it premieres. In fact, I'm one of those people. Some of us might have tickets to go and see a great band called The Interrupters down in Santa Ana and won't be able to watch the premiere. And I'm going to be so dead by the time I get home, I'm not going to be able to watch it even after I get home. So I'm going to have to wait till Monday to watch it. So keep that in mind. Don't jump on social media and be like, oh my God, can you believe what happened? No, calm down. Let other people catch up watching it. I know like we've hit a point with things where it's like, what is the, the period where you can't post spoilers? We Give it a day or two. You know, there, there shouldn't be any argument over like a day or two. Don't post spoilers Sunday night. Don't post spoilers Monday morning. Let people catch up. I know, Chris, trust me, when, when we bought the tickets to see The Interrupters, because this is one of my absolute favorite bands right now, uh, I said, oh my gosh, it's April 14th. Still went through and bought the tickets because I'm not missing an opportunity to see The Interrupters. If you're going to Coachella this weekend, you also have an opportunity to see The Interrupters on Saturday. I believe they play at 4.30 on one of the stages there at Coachella. And I believe they're in San Francisco tomorrow night on, on Friday night. Uh, you, unfortunately, even if you want to, you can't come join me in Santa Ana unless you've already got your tickets because that, that show sold out like a week after they went on sale. So, uh, again, no spoilers on Game of Thrones. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be that person. Don't do it. It's just common sense. All right. Hashtag I was raised on. Hashtag I was raised on. Uh, these are people sharing kind of, and it's funny because this is kind of going different ways as, as far as what people are sharing. Uh, and it's a lot of people, are, people are using this opportunity. I was raised on good manners and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing that Bridget. Oh, Bridget can't hear me. It is interrupted. Uh, we're still having problems with the live feed here. I'm hoping it comes back. Uh, <laughs> but one I particularly loved that was shared by at Zellner Megan. That's right, at Zellner Megan. Hashtag, I was raised on the street. And it includes a gif of Sesame Street. That's right, a gif of Sesame Street. I think we are back on the live feed now. What's happening? Thank you. Thank you for the heads up, Bridget. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but again, hashtag, I was raised on the street being Sesame Street. It's funny, I actually, I use this term with my wife, not as a joke. I've used it as a joke, not on the street, but I'll be like, the street. Uh, and now I use it as, as kind of a code word around my two-year-old, because I'll be like, oh, the street. And my, my wife's like, oh, yeah. yeah, because if I say the full words Sesame Street, uh, then my two-year-old's like, Sesame Street, Sesame Street, Elmo, Elmo, Elmo. I'm like, no, no, we're not watching Sesame Street right now. So, uh, again, hashtag I was raised on, and I'll tell you, I, I went a different way with this. Hashtag I was raised on uh, meat and potatoes. I grew up in an Irish-Polish household, and, and I grew up on very, very much meat and potatoes uh, diet. Every dinner when I was growing up, it was there was a, a meat and a potato and a vegetable every night. Meat, potato, vegetable. Sometimes the potatoes would get replaced by a little bit of rice, but it was always meat, protein, 
uh, potatoes and a vegetable. So that's what I was raised on. All right, next one, moving along here. Uh, since the live feed is actually cooperating with us. Oh, my gosh. I don't understand this. It's freaking live feed. Uh, hashtag my nerdiest thing. Hashtag my nerdiest thing. Bridget, I want to know your nerdiest thing. I should have got this one from you beforehand. Uh, I know Chris has quite a few being a uh, the typical nerdiest thing, like comic book Star Wars fan. Uh, and, and a lot of people are sharing really kind of their nerdy addictions and stuff. I see a lot of collections on here. Uh, and I felt the need to share my nerdiest thing with you, and I didn't come up with a clever way of saying it. But for those of you that have seen the live feeds and you see actual photos of the studio, and in fact, here's, here's one of my new guys right here for those of you on the live feed. I have a little bit of an obsession with the Muppets. Mm, I do. I have, I've had an obsession with the Muppets ever since I was a kid. Uh, it's funny, my, my playa name has, has nothing to do with my obsession with the Muppets. It just happened to work out well that, that it went hand in hand with my obsession. Uh, for those of you that don't remember that story, go back and listen. It's on one of the episodes. Uh, so I would say my nerdiest thing is definitely my obsession with the Muppets, really anything Henson-related. Uh, and, and kind of on the border of that would be my Kevin Smith obsession. There's definitely a, a giant uh, J over here, Jason Muse, but J from J and Silent Bob. Yeah, those are probably my nerdiest things. I do geek out a little bit on baseball. People don't, like, I guess if you are if you were considering a sport... <laughs> If you're considering a sport that was nerdy, baseball would probably be the one. Uh, Bridget, I'll give you that. Uh, everything Bridget likes is cool. That does include Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. So, uh, oh my gosh, Chris, how did I not know about this? Our on-air producer, Chris, I, I knew your nerdy thing, like the star, he's a big Star Wars fan and also a, a bit of a comic book fan. Uh, he also won the Star Wars trivia contest at Comic-Con. I really feel like you need a golden like robe for that. Like, I don't think I don't think <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think I could win like a regular trivia contest, a Star Wars trivia contest at just like a bar. But if you're at Comic-Con, that's like being at an all-star game and, and winning like you're 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 an all-star baseball game and you hit like three home runs. <laughs> that's I, I'll give you credit on that. Uh, I, I still think that your husband is cool, Bridget. Chris is definitely cool in my eyes. Uh, but we all have our nerdy things. We all do. For me, it's Muppets. I love me some Muppets. All right, one more hashtag I want to share with you. I'm laughing again because I've laughed every time I look at this. One more hashtag I want to share with you is hashtag Yacht Cocaine Prostitutes. I said that right. I said that right. That's right. Hashtag Yacht Cocaine Prostitutes. I know this is going to be a wonky live feed, guys. Uh, yacht cocaine prostitutes. I, this has something to do with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Devin Nunez or whatever. The guy that's like suing, uh, has the whole big lawsuits thing. I don't even want to get into the real reasoning behind it. I just wanted to share this one with you, uh, from at the Sassinator. There's a, there's a clever name. Uh, me, when I see yacht cocaine prostitutes trending and it's a gif of a dude who's just walking along and suddenly he's like, Whoa. Uh, and that's literally what I did as I was looking through some trends this week. And I was like, yacht cocaine prostitutes. <laughs> and of course, a lot of people, including God, the good God above, who you've all seen on Twitter and social platforms, uh, of course, had to interject on that as well. So I wouldn't even encourage you to share that one. Just know that if looking through hashtags and that pops up, I had the same reaction that you probably are having or did have. So don't even don't even feel bad about it. That's just one of those things where you're like, what? Wait. Uh. And it's funny because at first I was like... Clearly, this isn't a hip-hop song that's out right now. No, people are just, okay, that's that's a trending hashtag. All right, let's get into some TV, film, and books here. Oh, boy, TV, film, and books. Speaking of comic books, 
That's right. We've, we're getting more and more news coming out of Disney because of the Fox merger, basically. I, I want to keep saying Disney-Fox, but it's it's just Disney now. They've merged. Disney owns Fox, and uh, so it's all Disney-branded now. Uh, but especially regarding their the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we've talked about this previously. We know Deadpool's going to move along. They're not messing with Deadpool. They're not rebooting Deadpool like they are a lot of other uh, f- Marvel characters and properties that Fox had rights to. Uh, re- they came out and said they're going to reboot most of them. Like, we already knew that. However, we did find out recently that they, Disney has confirmed that the Dark Phoenix movie that's going to be coming out, the X-Men Dark Phoenix movie that's going to be coming out at some point here, is going to be the last installment in the X-Men series. They are going to completely abandon the X-Men movie series as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now... That doesn't mean all of the characters are gone. In fact, we've had it teased a little bit that some of the characters are going to be brought into other aspects of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it doesn't mean they're totally gone. And who knows, two years from now, and we're talking about the same studio that put out John Carter and thought it was a good thing. So two years from now, they might go, okay, no, no, we need to do some more X-Men. So so who knows? This, this isn't like all-time thing. We just know right now there's not going to be any more uh, X-Men movies movies coming along anytime soon not standalone movies we'll probably see and see them popping up a lot of people this is where i do get a little nerdy uh deadpool is, t- is technically lumped in with the x-men a lot of times <laughs> absolutely lumped in with the x-men my my first experience with deadpool uh when i was younger was was through the the x-men universe because i was a little bit of an x-men fan uh back in the 90s when they were really taken off uh so clearly they're not going to abandon all these characters well it's going to be interesting to see where it goes uh, and, and a lot of, there's going to be a lot of hype around Dark Phoenix because that is going to be the last one and for now, and there's a lot of star power behind that, that whole franchise. Although i got to be honest, I wasn't super intrigued by the last couple of X-Men movies. There's been a couple of them I really enjoyed. Uh, the last one or two that came out, I was like, eh, you know, they're okay, they're fine, but meh. Uh, some more television news. We're looking at a live-action Jetsons series. That's right, those Jetsons, you know, George Jetson, Jane Jetson, uh, Astro Jetson, Leroy Jetson, can't remember the daughter's name, Jetson. There's going to be a live action series coming to television. Warner Brothers is currently working on it with Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis is going to executive produce it. Uh, and they're currently shopping it around to networks. It's being developed, but they're also shopping it around to networks. We don't have a lot of news right now. Uh, a lot of this is coming out in leaks. So we'll, we'll kind of see wh- where this goes. But I'm, I'm sure that's going to be happening. And of course, with live action everything just happening all the time it kind of makes sense and i've said this before with things that are being remade uh and and what's the word oh rebooted that's the word i'm looking for when you're when you're doing that it it it, it's better to kind of take it in a different direction although the jetsons was kind of funny but just really go ridiculously funny with with the jetsons live action series and i think i could totally get behind that but we'll see more and more news on that's going to be coming out uh, this next one, I can absolutely thank you, Chris. I, Chris had to go through the song, his daughter, Judy. <laughs> I, why did I not, like, I should have just gone through the song in my head. Uh, this one I am excited about, though. A new series from starring Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle. If you're not familiar with Rob Riggle, I'm not going to sit here and explain it. Go look him up. Uh, chances are you just don't realize that you're familiar with Rob Riggle. Incredibly funny actor and comedian. Just incredibly funny. Uh, does He's... He, character actor a lot of times uh he's he's been in tons of films and everything as a, as a character actor kind of a a secondary role in a lot of stuff uh but just made a name for himself as being just ridiculously funny and and everything he's done has been i wouldn't say everything he's done has been ridiculously funny but everything he's done has been at least funny enough where i'm like hell yeah that's great 
So he's got a new show coming out on Discovery Channel. It's going to be an adventure series. And Rob Riggle is going to travel the world and try and solve some of the craziest unsolved mysteries around the world. Like, just if you know Rob Riggle, you can get into this. You can absolutely get into this. Uh, so check it out. Look for that coming to Discovery Channel uh, very soon. Didn't have an actual date on that one, but it, it is going to be coming out. Uh, and like I said, Rob Riggle is just very, very, very funny. All right, moving along, we do have some more Marvel news. Marvel news. Actually, not really Marvel news, just interesting tidbit. I talked about the uh, Avengers Endgame tickets last week and how they're being sold for hundreds of dollars on eBay. Literally hundreds of dollars. You can you can go on there and, and get a ticket uh, for anywhere from 100 to $500 for opening night of Avengers Endgame. Well, we're getting some more news, just interesting news, uh, especially from Fandango. So it it the Avengers Endgame shattered shattered the ticket to the pre-sale ticket records that were held by anything else and the most recent one and the one that held the record was actually Avengers Infinity War which came out last year uh before that I believe it was Star Wars Force Awakens it was freaking Disney raking it in raking it in and it's interesting because Fandango kind of knew this was coming so they had to somewhat revamp their website not completely revamp, but revamp the part of their website where people go through to buy tickets. And what they did was actually built in a waiting room. If you've ever had to wait around for concert tickets or, oh, my fellow burners out there, I know yesterday was rough. I wasn't participating, but the Burning Man tickets was just crazy. And you sit in a waiting room. Uh, that's what Fandango had to do to keep their entire server from crashing due to uh, the basically hysteria <laughs> over trying to get tickets to Avengers Endgame. Uh, so hopefully you got your tickets. If you're trying to go see it the opening night. Personally, I, I avoid movies opening night. I just, I do. I avoid them opening night. I did, oh man, I saw Force Awakens on opening night. But some friends just had extra tickets for, uh, what you call it down there. Not Pentages, but the, the Disney theater down there. I'm not going to try to remember. Chris will, Chris will hit me with it here in a minute. All right, moving along. Space Jam. Remember Space Jam back in the 90s with Michael Jordan? 1996 that film came out. Well, they're working on Space Jam 2. They've been working on it for a little while. It's going to star LeBron James, who some would say is the current Michael Jordan. I'm not, I'm not here to debate that. Uh, but we just got some news that they are going into a rewrite for Space Jam 2. Uh, Ryan Coogler is actually going to rewrite it. He was attached to Black Panther. I believe he directed, wrote, and I believe also directed Black Panther. Uh, and, uh, oh, Creed. I believe he's the one attached to Creed, which was the the Rocky sequel spinoff that came out with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, they're getting into some some issues here regarding casting. They're trying to cast other NBA players. If you saw Space Jam, it actually featured other NBA players, not throughout the film, uh, but interspersed throughout the film. And they're having trouble casting uh, additional NBA players. And the main reason is because Nike is heavily involved. This is why I find this interesting. Nike is heavily involved in Space Jam 2. Uh, LeBron James happens to be a Nike athlete. If you're not familiar with kind of how contracts work and work in endorsements, especially when it comes to sports, uh, you, you tend to sign an exclusive footwear deal, especially in the NBA, um, even in the NFL and, and maybe a little bit in hockey. But you sign these footwear deals and then they make shoes and you're only wearing Nikes. And it's, it, it extends really to players that you wouldn't even think. Like, yeah, LeBron James and, and Steph Curry, these guys that even if you're not a sports fan, you've heard about. Uh, really, even the, the smaller, like the, the 12th guy on the bench, he's even got some kind of endorsement deal with like a Nike or a New Balance or one of those. I don't think New Balance is in the basketball game. But what's happening is these other athletes, because they endorse other shoes, are having trouble actually signing on to this film. So it's going to be interesting to follow it. 
I'm not going to say I'm super excited about Space Jam 2, uh, but it's going to be interesting to follow it. Oh, man. Emmy Rossum. Remember Emmy Rossum? We've talked about her. Fiona from Shameless. She just finished her Shameless stint uh, with the end of the, the last season of Shameless. We got some news as far as what she is up to now. She's actually got a first look deal. First look deal with UCP. UCP is a smaller uh, subsidiary of Universal Pictures. They, they release a lot of their independent films and, and, and such through there. Uh, and they've already got one project that she's pretty much attached to at this point, and it's going to include her husband. This is what got me because I'm a, I'm a bit of an Emmy Rossum fan, big Shameless fan, and I didn't realize who her husband was. Uh, so the producer that's attached to the new project she's going to be going to be working on already outside of the other first look stuff she could be working on is actually Sam Eshmael. Sam Eshmael. And if you're not familiar with that name, he is the showrunner producer of basically the greatest television show that I can think of almost ever. I might say ever. Uh, and that would be Mr. Robot. She's married to the guy that created Mr. Robot. Had no idea. That's a cool little interesting tidbit. But we are going to be seeing more stuff from Emmy Rossum uh, on the acting front, but definitely on the directing front. She, she was getting her feet wet with directing on Shameless already, so she's, she's got that experience, and I'm sure uh, part of this first look deal also includes directing, not just acting in, in the actual uh, projects that, she, that she's getting first look on. All right, one more thing. This should have gone in music, but I, just, I, didn't, I, didn't, have, I didn't have the strength to do an entire music section just for this. Uh, hi, Laura. I see your little picture up there. There she is. Live feed, still going in and out, but it's okay. Uh, this last thing I want to talk about, American Idiot Gender Swap. That's right, not the album American Idiot. I'm talking about the Broadway musical American Idiot uh, that was brought to you by Green Day among everyone else that developed that thing and got it on Broadway. Fantastic. Definitely my favorite musical I've ever seen live, by far. I, I just love the rock musicals. However, the reason I bring up Gender Swap is Billy Joe Armstrong took to Twitter and was talking about a college that was was putting on the performance. Uh, it was actually Chapman University, which is here in Orange County in Southern California. And as he was tweeting out a congratulations and whatnot, he said, wouldn't it be a great idea if we did a gender swap and make Jesus of Suburbia, who is the main character, if you're not familiar with it, uh, make, instead of a, a male, make that a female. And then instead of what's-her-name, have what's-his-face. Those, those are male and female characters in it, the two main characters. Uh, and I think this would be fantastic. I, I hope they do it. I want to go see it. I will go see American Idiot anytime. I don't care who's performing it. Like, the kids down the street could be performing it. I'd be like, all right, American Idiot, I'm going to go walk down the street and watch this. Fantastic. If you haven't had the chance to see it, uh, definitely go check out check it out. And if you're in Southern California, you might be able to catch this still at Chapman University. I've actually caught the traveling performance of it here. Never saw it on Broadway. Caught the traveling performance here years ago when it first traveled. Uh, and then my wife and I saw another, a different performance of it at like a performing arts center and it just, they had put it on and it was, that, that was also fantastic. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. All right, let's get into some parenting. Oh boy. I don't have a ton of stuff this week, but I have a couple things that I definitely want to talk about. In fact, let me get a sip of my uh, Angel City Brewery IPA here that I literally almost just spilled all over my keyboard. I'm like klutzy today. Technology's not working for me today, and on top of that, I'm klutzy. It, it's crazy. And it's also been windy and warm, like, ugh, ugh, freaking L.A. I still love it. It's okay. All right, parenting. So I found this article uh, from BigThink.com, and it's funny because at first I was like, and it's, it's all about the biggest change to manhood is equal parenting. 
And I was like, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And I don't want to talk about this whole article. What I do want to talk about is a couple things in it. Uh, the, the writer of this article actually talked about uh, how when, and it's got to be an older gentleman, how when his kids were younger, he wasn't as active. And it wasn't so much that he wasn't as active. It just wasn't the norm for fathers to be at home, for fathers to be taking care of kids and whatnot. But then he goes on to say that he knows people, parents in their 20s and 30s, who don't think like that, specifically regarding the term, uh, like, and I'm sure Chris can relate to this. I'm, I'm 100% positive this has happened to Chris, uh, is, is when you're out with your kid or your kids and someone says, oh, is daddy babysitting today? And the author of this article talked about how people don't say that now. And that's when I just, I put my head on the desk and I was like, but they do, but they do. It is still a problem. I get this constantly. I'm 36 years old, 36. I'm in my 30s. I still get this constantly. It's, oh, daddy's babysitting today. Go back and listen to the, the Mother's Day thing from a couple years ago. My, my daughter's first Mother's Day. Oh, God. The other one I, the other one I love is when, like, I'll be at a checkout, and, the, and the, the, the bagger or the checker will look and be like, oh, did daddy dress you today? And then they turn to me, good job, daddy. Yeah, do you see? I'm dressed, too. I'm capable of dressing myself and my kid. In fact, it's not that hard to dress a two. I mean, it's hard to get them to get dressed, but it's not that hard to dress a two-year-old to find clothes for them. So this change hasn't fully occurred. Yes, are are people getting more and more understanding of things? Are people? Yes, of course. Uh, but we can't just sit back and say, "Oh, well, it's not happening anymore," which is kind of what this article was saying. And then it goes on to talk about how uh, men bec become more compassionate because they have an active role in their in their kids' lives, which I can, I understand to an extent, but again, you shouldn't have to have an active role in your kids' lives to have compassion, and you shouldn't have to have compassion to have an active role in your kids' life. Well, you probably do need to have compassion to have an active role in your kids' lives. I mean, everyone should have a little bit of compassion. I say this constantly, like, have some compassion, man. You know, not constantly, but I say it quite a bit. So we have a long way to go on that. We have a long way to go on that. All right, another one I want to talk about is Boston Globe article regarding parenting and talking about parenting buzzwords. This is helicopter parenting, snowplow parenting, all of that good stuff. Uh, good stuff. All of those terms <laughs> that people use. Uh, and in fact, it talks about uh, how these can be, these parenting types, types can be terrible. Terrible. And here's the thing. I, I understand you can have criticisms for certain parenting types uh, depending on what it is. But I will say this, the most important thing is no kid is the same. No kid is exactly the same. There, there's not one out there that's exactly the same as the other kid. So it's hard to really criticize other parenting styles unless you're really there on the ground level in the house seeing what's happening on a regular basis. Now, unless it's, if it's unsafe, yes. If it's unsafe, that's a totally different situation. I get it. Then, then maybe you can criticize. But as far as parenting styles and everything else, don't criticize on that. Just don't do it. You know, everyone has their own styles of parenting. Don't criticize on it. Oh. All right, this one is funny, though. I got a couple more parenting things for you. This one is funny and should just be a good lesson to everybody. Just a, just a good lesson. Uh, so there was a story about a, uh, a father. I can't even remember where this I'm not sure where he was. Uh, but a father had let his three-year-old play with his iPad, with his tablet. Let him play with the iPad. And what happened was his kid, and I don't know if he let him play with it or just got, the kid got a hold of it. Uh, the kid put in a bunch of passwords. None of them worked. 
So it disabled the iPad for uh, 25,536,442 minutes. The iPad is disabled. That is until 2067. 2067 is when uh, the actual iPad will be unlocked. So, of course, what is the lesson learned here? Don't let kids play with your stuff. Oh, man. I, I got a very handsy two-year-old. She is just all over the place, very handsy. It, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, but I tend to keep that stuff up high enough where she can't actually get to it. You know what I mean? So it's just be careful with your stuff. Otherwise, you're going to end up... Uh, you're going to end up with... Uh, you're going to end up with your being locked out of your iPad for like 60 years or whatever it is. All right, I'm trying to get this uh trying to get this this live feed to work here. Bear with me. We're just going to restart that live feed as we're going through this stuff. Parent uh, a couple more parenting things. Claire's. Are you guys familiar with Claire's? Claire's is a uh they're like a smaller jewelry store. Uh not jewelry store, that'd be the wrong thing, but they're kind of like a, a jewelry store for kids. You know, I guess for lack of a better word, um, hang on, I'm looking at this video here. Let me see if I can get this working. Uh, but basically a, a jewelry store for like tweens and kids. Uh, and they do ear piercing. They do ear piercing, interestingly enough. Uh, and what happened was an article had come out talking about a, a person who worked for Claire's uh, and a seven-year-old who the mother had brought in for a ear piercing. Seven-year-old lost her mind, was distraught and scared, and didn't want to get her ears pierced. Luckily, the mother actually didn't go through with the ear piercing for the seven-year-old. Didn't do it, luckily. Uh, but what happened was the worker went back, told her manager, and said, you know what, I couldn't have done this. Even if the mother had forced me to do it, I'm not going to do that to a kid. And the manager said, no, you have to do it. That's our policy. We go to find out later that that is not Claire's policy, uh, the store Claire's. Uh, and they've actually given workers permission to, if, if something like that happens, uh, to then not actually go through with the ear piercing, interestingly enough. So I bring this up because you got to remember something. When it comes to safety of your kids and everything else, th those are of the utmost importance. Just the absolute utmost importance is safety. But you also have to remember that kids are their own people. It's their body. Kids shouldn't be forced to do something that scares them, like piercing their ears. Even though a parent can give permission for something like that, they shouldn't be forced to do that. So keep keep things like that in mind. Don't force your children to do things that they're uncomfortable with. It's just like we've talked about forcing your kids to, to hug other people, to kiss other whatever it might be. Don't do those things. Don't do those things. Make sure your child is comfortable. That should be of the utmost importance to you. Uh, and this one's important one that I want to share with you. If you're, a, if you're a parent out there and you weren't aware of this, Target, that's right, Target is doing a car seat trade-in car seat trade-in, a child car seat trade-in. Uh, starting April 22nd through May 4th, you can bring in your old child car seat. And when you trade it in, they will give you a 20% off coupon uh, to use on baby products. That's right, 20% off. So if you've got a car seat sitting in your garage, in your house or whatever, an old one that you can't use anymore, uh, take it to Target. They're going to recycle it and they're going to give you 20% off on baby and kid products, which is fantastic. Uh, and one thing I want to bring up on that, Keep in mind, if you're a parent and you're not aware of this, which you should be, car seats expire. Car seats expire. Um, man, this live feed is just like all over the place, and now I'm not even getting, uh, not even getting the comments on there. Weird. I don't even know what's happening now. Chris, switch over to this live feed. Chris and Bridget, I, I started a new live feed. 
so take advantage of that with Target because if you've got a car seat, you know you could use that 20% off. You're spending $5,000 at Target. Hey, Chris, I don't know what's going on with the freaking live feeds. But we are back for now. We're gonna, I'm going to have to splice all that together. That's going to be extra work for me. Fun times. All right, moving on to some mental health. Mental health. I don't have a lot this week. I try to bring you guys things because I, I love to reduce that stigma and share personal stories with you and everything else. I don't have much of that for you this week. I think we needed a little break from it. But something did come up this week that I think is very important to talk about in the mental health realm. <laughs> the mental health realm sounds like the place that you go to like get recharged. I don't know. Uh, and that is an announcement with Apple TV+. Plus. Apple TV Plus has announced that they are going to have a show coming out featuring Prince Harry. That's right, that Prince Harry. Prince Harry and Oprah. Hi, Lindsay. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's back on the live feed now. I don't know what's happening with the live feed, but we're back. We're back. Uh, Prince Harry and Oprah are going to are coming out with a show uh, on mental illness, mental health, mental illness, mental fitness, all those good things. Uh, and I've talked about Prince Harry. In fact, recently we talked about Prince Harry and, and how he talked about social media and how that can uh, be detrimental to your mental health, and especially if you have a mental illness. So you might say, well, Sean, this is great. They're going to have a show about mental health, and it's gonna be a, it is going to be a docu-series. Here's the thing also. It seems great on the surface. Education, reducing that stigma, support for people that could use the support, right? But here's the other thing. It's going to be on Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Apple's going to charge you a subscription fee to even have access to this. That's right. You're not going to be able to watch it over the air. You're not going to be able to watch it on YouTube. I mean, someone's probably going to steal the clips and throw them on YouTube. No, you have to have this Apple TV Plus subscription so that you can watch it. And how much money is Apple going to be making off of this show? Off of people's stories of mental illness and struggles with mental health. How much money are they making? It's not going to be nothing. It's not zero. And how much money is Prince Harry going to make? How much money is Oprah going to make? Two of the wealthiest people in the world, right? I, I mean, they are. They are definitely two of the wealthiest people in the world. There's wealthier, but they are quite wealthy. So as much as I can get behind the idea of doing this, call me when you're not putting it behind a paywall. And call me when the profits actually go to support a mental illness group, such as NAMI, National Alliance for Mental Illness. Then I will get behind you. Until then, it's just a cash grab. That's all it is. It's a cash grab. Absolutely. Oh, man. All right, we got some sports. Sports, sports, sports. Man. A lot happening in the sports world right now. And I'm going to talk about none of what's happening in the sports world right now. I'm actually not. Uh, I'm going to talk about these other things that are probably not at the top of the, the sports ticker that comes across your screen or whatever, however you get your sports information. Uh, one of those would be a lawsuit against the Houston Astros. That is the baseball team there in Houston. They just won a World Series a couple years ago. A couple years ago? Yeah. Ah, 2017 they won. You know, it's a very successful team. Uh, there's a woman who brought a lawsuit out against them because she was injured by a t-shirt cannon. And you might say, you might kind of laugh, like, cause it's like injured by a t-shirt cannon. But we've actually run into this before. There was another ballpark where this happened with a hot dog and someone was injured. And in fact, if you do a little digging on this, the woman was actually hit in the hand, fractured her finger, 
and she's had to have multiple surgeries to repair the finger. And she's only suing them for a million dollars. Houston Astros can afford to pay that million dollar lawsuit. Houston Astros, go ahead and settle. Settle. And maybe put away the t-shirt cannon. Like, can we get away from the t-shirt cannon? We have seen enough that shooting things at a high speed at crowds of people, it's not the best idea. It's just, it's not the best idea. So let's just, let's retire the t-shirt cannons for God's sake. Throw some t-shirts. It's a baseball game. You, you already got to watch for baseballs come flying at you when there's actual game happening. Why, like, there should, we shouldn't be between innings and people are getting struck by a freaking t-shirt cannon having their fingers fractured and multiple surgeries. Like, come on. Come on. We're all better than this. Like, this is where common sense should absolutely prevail. Uh, but it won't. They're going to continue with these stupid t-shirt cannons. Um, here's here's where we just take a com- an abrupt right turn, like, because of where I was talking about that one. Uh, here's another injury, although this one's a little bit different. This one is a little bit different. We You might have seen this because it was floating around social media, and I'll be honest with all of you, I haven't actually seen the clip because I saw the clip floating around, uh, and I'm a bit squeamish when it comes to things, like when it comes to injuries and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't need to see... Like someone break a leg and the bones stick out. It's just I, like, that's not interesting to me. I, I never, I never need to see that. So there was a, a gymnast for Auburn, uh, the university down there in uh, uh, Alabama. Uh, she was competing and actually landed weird and butt like, I don't know if she broke both her knees, whatever it was, but basically injured both of her legs. Injured both of her legs. On this landing, even if you're not super familiar with gymnastics, you've seen a little bit. She was doing probably flips or whatever and landed both of her knees. And the clip was, of course, floating around social media because that's what we do. We share everything on social media and it's going to just go viral. And it's all over the place and everyone's got to see it. You know, like I said, I've seen it in my feeds. I just didn't actually watch the clip because it, I, I already know. I'm like, hey, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. I'm good. But I bring this up because the gymnast, Samantha Serio, uh, said she doesn't want to be reminded of the graphic injuries she suffered during this gymnastics competition, which I get. But she took to social media to implore everyone to com- just completely stop sharing the clip, stop tagging her in it. Now, tagging her in it's one thing, but just completely stop sharing the clip. Doesn't want the clip anywhere on social media because she doesn't want to be reminded of it. And I understand. I understand. But the thing is, you're a collegiate gymnast. Collegiate gymnast. And she probably has other clips yeah, see, I'm with you, Laura. I wouldn't be, I'm, like I said, I'm not watching it. She probably has other clips of her doing well that she doesn't mind people seeing. And while I get it, you don't want to watch it. This is, here's, here's the two things about that. Not only, like I said, collegiate gymnast. So welcome to spectator sports. It's unfortunate. It's absolutely unfortunate, but welcome to spectator sports. And then on top of that, if you're seeing it on social media, just just put down the social media for a little while. It's amazing what benefit you can get, mental benefit, even physical benefit, from just putting down the social media for a little while. You know, don't look at Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Just just put it down for a little while. If you don't like what you're seeing, put it down for a little while. That that's what I do. And that that's just that's great advice for anybody. Not just a, a gymnast, for anybody. And this is gruesome, and I'm not saying it's funny, but I'll tell you, that's just part of, like I said, part of spectator sports. I was in high school, and my mother used to videotape my track meets. Not the entire track meet, but she would videotape me. 
Uh, and a lot of it was so I could go back and look how my form was. And she would videotape other teammates. And there was an instance, I believe I, I was either a freshman or a sophomore. One of my, and I'm, I'm not going to say his name. I know his name. I still know him to this day. Uh, was running the hurdles. And my mother's recording. And she, she knew it was my teammate. She's recording him. And like halfway through the race, hits a hurdle with his foot. And like face plants. Like, and not even face plants, but like flips forward. Flips forward. Now he was okay. There weren't any serious injuries. So I'm not saying this is apples to apples with the gymnast. But I will tell you, myself and a couple of my friends, not him, although I told him about it. He was he was a close friend, so it's not like I was like we weren't laughing at him behind his back. Uh, we definitely did some rewinding on that tape, rewinding, and laughing. So it's just it's just it's part of what you've gotten into. It is. It's part of what you've gotten into. We're doing well on time here. You know what it is? It's because we had the technical difficulties with the live feed, and so I had like. We were like 15 minutes into a into episode 93, and I just I went and scrapped it. I was like, we're just starting over. I'm doing it all over. And then so I condensed that 15 minutes into like five when I went back and redid it. That's what this is what happens. This is why this is why the podcasts are not really edited. Uh, the live feeds they're not edited. I don't like editing myself. I'm not an actor. It's just it's me yelling at a wall, telling things to this wall, and and talking to whoever's on the live feed and getting feedback from our on-air producers, Chris and Bridget. Uh, yeah, so there's there's no editing. So just scrapped it, started over because a lot of people do enjoy the live feed. Although then we ran into more problems and I had to completely restart the live feed. So that's going to be a lot of fun to deal with uh, later tonight and tomorrow. But <laughs> the good thing is the positive side of that is we're not short on time like usual. Uh, usually I have to like scream through a lot of this tech because we're always short on time because I got a big mouth and I spend 20 minutes talking about social plugs in the opening. And another five to ten minutes on whatever beer is happening this week, which is Angel City Brewery IPA. Check them out. All right, Tech. SanDisk, if you're familiar with SanDisk, I think they do other things, but they mainly make SD cards. <laughs> like, that's all I ever see them on. Uh, we got an SD card sitting in the, the GoPro right now that's uh, that's taking still photos. Uh, if you're interested in... Interested in? Interested in. Uh, Bridget, please mark that one down. Interested in. Sometimes we come up with funny words here, and the funny thing is that they're not funny Friday morning when I look at them all the time. Sometimes they are, like, we don't need rails. That was, that was gold. Sometimes I look at it the next morning, I'm like, what was I even talking about? Interested it might be one. <laughs> but if you're interested uh, in, in a high-capacity micro SD, SanDisk has come out with a one-terabyte micro SD card, and you can now pre-order them for $450. $450. If you're not familiar with a terabyte, that's a thousand gigs. It's a thousand of them. Like your phone's probably, you know, if, depending on what kind of phone you've got, you've got like 32, 64 gigs. Your computer's, maybe your computer's got a terabyte these days, you know. Uh, so for $450, you can put a terabyte of information on a micro SD card. So tiny. So tiny. Uh, I For $450, I don't see a real use, a need for this, but some people are going to do it. Speaking of spending too much money on stuff, oh, wait until we get to the last thing in tech. It might make your head explode. My head kind of exploded a little earlier. All right, but moving along, iTunes, iTunes. We're getting rumors that iTunes is going to be officially killed, just killed, put out of its misery. A lot of people don't like iTunes. I am the exception. I still use iTunes. I actually purchase all my digital music through iTunes uh, because I. it's basically the that's where I started. It's the best 
kind of overall music management. Uh, the, I, of course, send everything over to Google Play, which is how I access it on my phone. But iTunes is the best, especially if you have like uh, lesser known uh, artists and stuff that that aren't part of a big da- database as far as uh, iTunes music or Apple music or Google Play music, like all that good stuff. So I still enjoy it, uh, but they're, they're going to be killing it at some point here. Looking at individual apps, individual new individual apps coming out. So instead of having everything on iTunes, there's going to be like an Apple Music app, an Apple Movies app, uh, an Apple Podcast app. For the love of God, the Apple Podcast app. But like I better not have to go and deal with the Apple stuff to get the RSS feed on there again. Apple is the biggest pain in the butt. And I get it. They're protecting their, their intellectual property. But Jesus, like... <laughs> Everyone, like it's funny with uh, with with the podcast. I just see it pop up. Like I'll get a text from a buddy. And it's like, hey, do you know that your 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 podcast is on Stitcher Radio or whatever? And I'm like, no, I. But now I do. Thank you. Uh, but with iTunes, they make you like run an obstacle course with flaming hoops and then uh, kiss the ring of of uh, uh, what's Tim Cook and and then maybe you get your podcast on there. So I'm hoping that's. I'm not gonna have to redo all that. All right, Tinder. Tinder, we got Tinder users out there. I'm sure we do. I feel like there's in the Venn diagram of go to, of of wall fans and common sensors and Tinder. It's it's not like overlapping crazy, but there's definitely some overlap. I get it. I'm sure there is. Tinder has officially toppled Netflix as the top grossing non-game app. It was Netflix for the longest time, the app that was top grossing. Now it is Tinder. Which is interesting. I didn't even know there were pay portions of Tinder. I've never used Tinder. I'm, I'm too old to have used Tinder. I'm sure, I'm sure if Tinder was around in my 20s, I might have tried it out. I, you know, but I never, yeah, actually never did any online dating. Just never, fortunately for me, never had the, the need to do so. Uh, and that's first quarter in 2019. So Tinder, apparently people are using it. I get it. I feel like anybody who's single is, is like using Tinder. In fact, I was watching a show the other day, uh, and it was like three married women sitting around, and and one of the married women like turned to the other one. She's like, "Are you on Tinder?" And the woman's like, "I'm just browsing." <laughs> I was like, oh, "That's kind of funny," you know, like, eh. <laughs> which I think can be interesting. It's like when chat roulette was a thing, and people like people, there were people on there looking for like porn, person to person porn, but there were also people that were just like, "I got to see this car crash," <laughs> like you know. Oh, I might get on t- Tinder just to see that car crash, which is funny. And I, I'm happen to be a heterosexual, but I probably look at the guys because I, f- I feel like the the dudes on Tinder would be more entertaining uh, than checking out the women on. T- if you're looking at it for entertainment purposes, so that's probably what I do. All right, Amazon. Oh boy, sneaky, sneaky Amazon. We recently found out, and this is according to CNN and a couple of other news outlets. Pick this up. Amazon employees they have they actually employ an entire like team of Amazon employees. To, to listen in on your Alexa conversations. That's right. This has been uncovered. We're going to hear more and more about this. Uh, so if that's a surprise to you, then like, all right, you know, just, just remember, I've said this before. Eventually, we're going to have to bow down to the robot overlords. Uh, and as far as Alexa and Google Home and any of those, and uh, Apple has their like HomePod, uh, the takeaway here, don't plan crimes with your Alexa, you know? I always joke about this because people are like, oh, your microphone's listening. It's like, what are they listening to me do? Like, order pizza from my couch? I mean, it's kind of embarrassing that I haven't left the couch in three hours, but, like, what? <laughs> yes, I'm binge-watching this terrible comedy sitcom. What? Like, that? So don't, don't plan crimes with your Alexa. It's probably the best way to go. Oh, man. 
This one got me. LinkedIn. LinkedIn just announced that they have added, and, and they're on there now. I haven't gone on LinkedIn. Uh, they have added, uh, like, reactions. That's the word I'm looking for. Additional reactions as opposed to just like. You know, you go on LinkedIn. If you've ever been on LinkedIn, you can click like. I like this. You got a new job. I like it. Well, they've expanded that now. They've expanded it. Oh, my. Now, not only can you like, but you can do a celebrate, which is like hands clapping. You can also do a love. Of course, they had to have the love thing. You can do insightful, which is like a little light bulb. And you can do curious, which is a guy like doing this. And I get it. They're trying to, to get more engagement on LinkedIn. And I'm sure some people will engage more because of this. But there's also, I, like, I can't be the only one. There's got to be people that are going to run the other direction on this. Because I can't do all of the extra little junk that there is. When Facebook added it, like I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's like I just got used to liking people's stuff. Now I have to decide if I if it's funny or sad or angry. or And then you run into a thing on social platforms where it's like, let's say someone says something funny about a, ter like, a terrible thing that the Orange Menace did. And then it's like, well, do I laugh because they said something funny or am I angry because he's a completely useless dipshit? Am I sad because we live in this time? Like, I, I, I don't know. And if I like it, am I saying I like the orange? I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's just let's go back to just likes because it was like, oh, I read this and I enjoyed it. Likes. That's what kills me with iPhones, too. I'm going to make a confession to all of you right now. You know how on iPhone messengers and stuff or the, whatever app it is, if you have an iPhone, you can like a text from somebody or love or laugh or there's another one that shows up extra weird and my buddy Doug likes to, I'll send him like, hey, what's going on? And he will click like whatever it is. It's like, Maybe it's like curious, like this LinkedIn thing and it shows up weird. So for those of you that have iPhones and don't know a lot of people that don't have iPhones, basically what happens when you like a text from someone else, it sends them a text that says liked and then it quotes their entire text that entire text that they had sent liked or whatever it might be and I'll tell you for a few I'm not even kidding because we don't use iPhones in my house like my wife and I don't have iPhones I, I have friends that have iPhones Laura's on there she's got an iPhone uh, Chris I don't know do you have an iPhone I don't know if Chris I don't actually don't know what Chris and Bridget have I don't think they have iPhones but I have friends that have it but I'm, I'm, I kid you not for a couple months I would I saw that and I thought it was like a new trend where people were typing out Liked, and then in quotes, my text. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm confessing that. And it was, it was like after a couple months, I was like, oh, that's just part of like the texting app on your iPhone. Now I get it. Oh, can you, I've actually had this note on my whiteboard for a little while. Hey, Jeff, are you back in America yet? I think you are, right? Uh, everyone on the live feed, nice little round of applause for my cousin Jeff. You are iPhoneers, but see, you guys don't liking like the stuff that uh, that I send you. Uh, big round of applause for my cousin Jeff, who just recently got married. Just recently got married, and uh, we will be having a nice uh, another. You're having another wedding. Oh, and Lindsay is it? Lindsay. Okay, you're all iPhone users. <laughs> Not in my house. I'm just kidding. I don't care if you use iPhones. Uh, my my in-laws are in town. They're iPhone users. Uh, it's just, I only say that because, like, I had no idea. You know, if, if I had, like, someone in my house that had an iPhone, I might have been like, oh, that's why. No, I had a couple months. And I just, 
The funny thing is I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, clearly this is just some trend that I'm not aware of and I couldn't get behind because I'm too lazy to type all of that back. But now you can do it on LinkedIn. Knock yourselves out. <laughs> I go on LinkedIn to like look at job stuff and I get, you know, connection requests and I'm like, uh, oh yeah, Chris, did you not? Yeah. yeah. Congrats to Jeff. Make Please, round of applause on the live feed for him. Everybody, Jeff. Newly married Jeff. My cousin. My, my, my older cousin. All right. One more in the tech world here. This is what I what I alluded to when I talked about the $450 micro SD card. Uh, and if you're pre-ordering one of those, you're probably going to pre-order one of these too. We finally got some confirmation on the Samsung Galaxy Fold. We knew it was coming out. We knew it was coming out. Now we know when. Well, I'm sorry. We don't know exactly when it is coming out. But we know that as of tomorrow, April 12, 2019, you will be able to pre-order the Galaxy Fold. Pre-order the Galaxy Fold. Here's the kicker on it. I mentioned this before. We knew that it was going to come with a luxury price tag. It starts at $1,980. $1,980. That is going to be the base base model. It's probably like two gigabytes of memory base model on that. I'm sure it's higher than that. But I will tell you, there's a GIF of the, of the Samsung Galaxy Fold. Whew, if I had a lot of expendable income, I would be picking up one of these without question. Without question. Personally, I just I can't spend two thousand dollars on something that's in my pocket. I don't know, like my computer. I'm trying to think of what I own that's even like two thousand. My computer and my bike. I mean, my car and my house and stuff, but my computer and my bike. Uh, God, even my camera is not. It's not a two thousand dollar camera. It's just you know. So I don't. I don't know. Two thousand dollar phone in my pocket. I don't think I could do it. All right, moving on to some common sense. We have lost the freaking live feed again. I'm just. I'm giving up on it. I'm not going to try to do it again. It's just going to be stupid freaking Facebook live feeds. I'm going to have to work on that until before next week. All right, we got a couple of common sense things, and then we are going to finish up with episode 93. Uh, one of those would be, there's a brewery in, uh, uh, nah, tripping over my words. There's a brewery in Florida called Saltwater Brewing. Saltwater Brewery, Saltwater Brewery, actually, in Florida. See, that's a thing. Like, let's agree. It's either brewing or brewery. Although, now, I'm, I've got brewery on this can right in front of me. So, Saltwater Brewery. I don't know why I'm complaining. They have actually developed six-pack holders that are made of sea turtle food. Not even kidding. Six-pack holders that are made of sea turtle food. And if you look at a picture of it, uh, it looks like cardboard, but it's actually sea turtle food. I'm sure there could be some cardboard. I don't know what sea turtles can eat and stuff. Uh, but if you've been around, if you've been alive before like a couple years ago where you're just not aware of it, you know that six, the plastic six-pack things, not good for sea life. So now they have found a solution uh, saltwater brewery in Florida. I'm sure we're going to see more and more of this. I, I'm sure, especially coastal microbrews are going to do this. I imagine all the Hawaii breweries are going to want to do that uh, as well. So keep an eye out for that. Good on you, saltwater brewery in Florida. Uh, let, let's not kill sea turtles. It's just fantastic. Not only not killing them, but feeding them. Good job. Good on you. All right, there's a, there's a man in Oregon who called the police about a burglar in his, in his house. Uh, the police showed up. And did not find a burglar. They did, however, find a Roomba in one of the other rooms that had spooked the Oregon man and thought that it was a burglar as opposed to his robotic vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that happened. I, I get it. You hear noises. and like I kind of get it. But it's like also consider that you have a robotic <laughs> vacuum cleaner, you know. <laughs> Ugh. All right. There's an online petition going around through change.org or one of those. Uh, trying to get McDonald's to 
and this has happened before, but it's kind of a renewed call to get McDonald's to offer a meatless burger. Uh, if you're familiar with Carl's Jr., they have a, a, and I know there's Beyond and Impossible, so I can't remember which one is which, but Carl's Jr. now has a meatless burger, and Burger King just recently launched a meatless burger, uh, among some of the others, like Fat Burger and, and those have had them. I believe Del Taco has a uh, has a meatless burger now. Uh, so so I kind of get this, but part of me is just like, okay, but it's McDonald's, and you can go buy a Beyond Burger or an Impossible Burger at the store. Like, just cook it yourself. Cook it yourself. I know. We, we're going to bow down to the robot overlords, Chris, and it's going to start with the Roombas that are coming to invade our houses. That's why I don't have a Roomba. I'm keeping the ro- robot overlords at arm's length. My wife loves to get all these smart products in the house. I have smart. We have smart light plugs now. <laughs> and earlier today, my wife was at, was at our office, and I'm like, I don't even know how to turn on this freaking light now. <laughs> to text her and be like, can you turn on the light through your phone? Which is funny. There was a time where I was like the technologically advanced one in the house. No, it's, I just, I can't do it anymore. Uh, but like I was saying, get your own burger patty and just make your own. Like, I it, I get, I get both sides of it. I get that you want there to be a meatless option at McDonald's, but is it like, is it worth doing a petition and everything? Like, just get the meatless option elsewhere. And if you're like, whoa, we want the McDonald's, it's not going to taste like a McDonald's burger. Like, it's not a burger. It's not being made at their facility. And a McDonald's burger didn't taste that good to begin with. Come on, people. And if you're like, well, I want the fries. So pick up some damn fries. Like, Go to McDonald's, drive through, pick up the fries, go home, make your burger, call it a day. I don't know. This just seems very frivolous to me. I understand the demand. But why, like, petitions? Calm down. All right, one more thing I want to leave you with. Oh, I'm looking at my time here because I don't have enough time to rant on this as much as I want to. Video came out recently. An Instagram model named Jesse Taylor. Apparently, somehow, her Instagram account, and this is that ridiculous thing, Instagram model. I still don't understand what the fuck an Instagram model is. I don't. I don't understand. Is it just someone that takes pictures and puts them on Instagram? Because that, my daughter's an Instagram model. I, I, I'm sure there's, I, like, clearly, I'm I'm sure there's some minutia to it. Maybe they're getting paid somehow. They're making a living off of it. I, I get that to an extent. Uh, but... When it's this ridiculous, so we have this Instagram model, like I said, Jessie Taylor, she lost her Instagram account, and she went on this rant, this crying rant, posted it online, about how she can't work a real job. She can't. In fact, she talks about how much of an asshole she is, and she doesn't get along with people, and therefore can't work a real job. Here's the thing, I've actually, and I don't even know who the hell this was, like, until I saw this article, and I've seen the photos, and I just, I don't, I just don't get it. So you can become an ins- like Instagram model and make money off Instagram uh, just by showing your tits. Like that's that's what I'm looking at here. She's wearing like crop tops and showing her boobs off and everything else. And it's like that's fine if you want to do that, but don't come out and be like, "Oh, I'm an Instagram model and this is ruining my entire life." You had like you can't rely on that for your entire livelihood. You can't, and then get that upset and say, "Well, I can't work a real job." Well, you know what? How about you learn how the real world works? Maybe go work a real job for a little while instead of just taking pictures of yourself and putting it on Instagram, which is stupid. And that's why I say I don't understand what an Instagram model is because real model like models, runway models and print models and stuff, they are working their asses off. They're working their asses off. If you talk to a fashion model, runway model, a, a, a like a, mag- a publication model, they work their asses off. They're going to shoots. They're on a runway. They're getting changed in the back like multiple times. They're working their asses off. Yes. 
we end up just seeing a picture of that person. But there's a lot that goes into that as opposed to just having a phone and being like, aha, aha, here's my duck face. <laughs> Look at my boobs. Give me a fucking break. I can't anymore with this. I'm so sick of the entitlement, uh, especially when you, like, you haven't done anything notable. You haven't done anything notable. And I'm sorry. Like, I don't like to say this about people, but uh, Jesse Taylor, you're not even very attractive. I'm only saying this because clearly you have a big head and you think that you deserve to have all this. You're not very attractive. You're not. I Just get over yourself. Get over yourself. Ugh. 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 Man. I think I'm done. I think, you're, I think I'm done. Between the, the technical difficulties and everything else, which now I'm going to have to deal with the rest of the night. I'll be up all night dealing with splicing that together and figuring out why the hell I don't have freaking internet power here. Uh, but I will figure it out by next week. I, I'm going to... Ugh. Figure out what's causing this for next week. Uh, but that is going to do it for episode 93 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Remember, wall fans, common censors, follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, and of course, YouTube, head on over there, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe to our page, and most importantly, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com, which will take you to all of those things I just mentioned. Bookmark it, check back often. Like I said, this has been episode 93 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We will be back next week, same wall place, same wall time with episode 94. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.